They're not looking to make the playoffs. They're not looking only to win their division. They're looking to win the whole damn thing. They're not taking baby steps. They're taking giant steps. They aren't just looking to take part. They are looking to take over. They have an electric young QB. They have the best receiving tandem in football. Odell and Jarvis on the same roster. Isn't even real football. That's fantasy football. While I was the only one saying it back in October, now you can all say it with me. Dave Daly is America's team. Welcome to Gino and Dave's Fantasy Fiverr, where each week we cover current events relating to the greatest fantasy football league, the Kodiaks. I'm Dave. And I'm Gino. We're back, bitches. Got five minutes. Let's get after it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, hey, it's been, oh man, it's been a long year not thinking about fantasy except for my, my uh, my weekend shirt and my little license plate cover. How have you been? I'm pretty good, man. I, I can see you're rocking the shirt. Um... I only talk to you or see you on Saturdays when I came and visited you in Omaha. It was a Saturday. You were rocking the shirt. Uh, so it's, it's been good, man. I know I know we caught up a little bit then. But uh, other than that, um, movers moved all our crap out uh, yesterday. So JoJo handled that while I was on the road. And we are moving the 15th of August to Hawaii. Other than that, man, uh, life's good. Life's good. How about you? Oh, dude, that's awesome. I bet you guys can't wait to get back to the islands. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, fr- moving is always frustrating, you know, but we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it, we're excited for sure. Awesome. Uh, I'm doing well. Just finishing up uh, my last year's AC. I'm going to go back to IP soon, which sucks, but oh well. If only they gave us a pay bump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's been making me work every weekend around the house. We repainted the whole thing, which if anybody's listening and ever has a chance to paint their house, don't do it. Pay somebody. I don't care what it costs. Pay them. Pay them what they ask for because it sucks. Uh, and then we just redid the carpet. Our house in Omaha is finally like starting to become a home. It's pretty awesome. Cool. So it's you're getting it ready to sell, and then you guys are gonna move out to Hawaii with me? Uh, yes, we're getting it ready to sell. Hawaii. Eh. I think right now the two leading places for us to move after uh, after the Air Force are going to be either Denver or Austin. I'm pushing hard for Austin. Hmm, interesting. I don't. I mean, Denver is expensive these days, too. It's really blowing up. I know, but they're both amazing places to live, so... Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. going to be any argument. And then when you come into Austin to hang out, we can go crash Brian's house. And who That's even true. Cares, who even cares if Brian's there? Crystal wants it. <laughs> yeah, we can go play with the horses. Go play with the horses... <laughs> See the kiddo, like there's so much to do at Brian's house, and the beer. Is free. There's free beer at Brian's house. That's true. It is the cheapest bar in Hill Country. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the only one that I can afford. 
I, I might be unemployed for a bit. We don't know. Nah. Right. So, I mean, everybody's excited to talk about football. So let's just Hell get yeah. to it. Controversy. Okay. We already have a controversy. <laughs> Gino, can you introduce this one for us? Yeah. Uh, well, the Reaper's back. And in true Reaper fashion, he's already assuming that his players are all going to get hurt. So he's trying to figure out how to, to keep them on his team and not need to move into the waiver wire. Or take up a, a spot. So he wants an IR slot, which I'm for. And then we've just been arguing over, does, should it go directly in? Should it be one of the ones that are really annoying and you have to drop a player to put a player? Um, here, my, my, my quick opinion, just to go over it, like, I'm with you, Dave. This should be a dynasty league anyways. And we should have dynasty rosters. And we should have a couple IR slots on there for them because they're huge rosters, right? Because we're actually managing a team. And I think that would alleviate all of this because um, most of the league likes to just play with the players they draft anyway. So why not just make it a dynasty and let play, let everyone just keep all the players that they, they draft and we do rookie drafts after that point. And it'd be minimal trading and waiver wire pickups at that point. When you say minimal waiver wire pickups, you don't mean yourself, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm... You know, my bench players are still on the hook, so. I'm not going to lie. I would I would even consider introducing to the league by rules some kind of movement limit in, like, the 15 to 20 range just to see what would happen to your team. <laughs> oh, man, it would be, be the worst. <laughs> the only problem is, like, I think eight of the ten players in our league wouldn't hit that limit, but me and you would be like, oh, shit, how are we going to get <laughs> <laughs> how are we going to play this last week of the, of the year? <laughs> I still don't have a kicker. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Are you going to not draft a kicker again this year? Uh, I probably won't draft a kicker, defense, or a quarterback. Oh, my gosh. How are you going to get Baker on your team if you don't have a quarterback? Oh, easy. I'll trade you. <laughs> I'm not going to get him. I'm pretty sure Bri Bri is just in love with old Baker Mayfield. First round Baker. <laughs> First round top pick Baker Mayfield. All no, right, that'll, Ryan. That'll, that'll be uh, that'll be Scott's second round blackout pick. <laughs> and then we're all gonna have to shut up when like Baker Mayfield ends up being the top fantasy scorer. <laughs> I mean that's fine, but I mean even what Mahomes outscored the next person by sixty points last year. I mean, anyways, that's also gonna be coming up when we talk about Allen's team. So. Okay, so I guess let's finish up the controversy, just to recap. <laughs> Nick wants an IR slot. I mean, the podcast is 100% behind Nick on this. Uh, there is a discussion whether or not it should be able to pick somebody up to the IR slot versus you have to have them on your team, drop them to the IR, and bring them back. Uh, personally, I don't see a reason why you should be able to pick up off the waivers direct to IR. You should just be able to use it as like a flow inside your team. And I know you prefer being able to pick up directly, correct? Yeah, it just becomes annoying when, like, you, you'll see. We'll get to a scenario where it's like, okay, I have multiple hurt dudes, and my guy in my IR slot is now to doubtful, so he, I got to take him out and put him on my bench. But now, in order to do that, like, whatever. It's just the way the platforms are set up. It's not that big of a deal. It was, it was more of a, I prefer this way, but as long as we get an IR slot, I'm happy with it. Um, and then the other thing is fab waivers. Um, I, I feel like this should be a done deal by this point because Travis had like umpteen months to look into it. And if he did actually look into it, I'm pretty sure he's going to realize it's, it's the better way of doing waivers. 
Oh man, I would. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's a it's a foregone conclusion of the podcast that it's the only legitimate waiver option. Yeah. And the only holdout we have is old people who don't understand the new system. Yeah, and it's and it. I mean, it literally takes like half a minute to do. I mean, Alan was in the league with me last year, and he fig- he figured it out. I mean, Alan figured it out. Everyone else should be able to. Well, I mean, we live in America, and it's basically just capitalism in action. So yeah, as long as you're exactly. not a commie, you should want <laughs> to have waivers. That's a good way to appeal to one of our commissioners. Right? <laughs> All I'm saying is Hillary would vote for the current system we have. So, Brian, Travis, you guys do what you want to do. All right. I think we covered that. <laughs> <laughs> Controversy. Hillary and Brian, 2020. All right. <laughs> He's going to delete the podcast at this point. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's jump into the waivers. So I'm just going to go down draft order of last year. Um, I don't know what you mean, the uh, keepers? What did I say, waivers? Yeah, I meant keepers. Uh, So first up, we got Brian. He's got a considerable chunk of players (laughs) eligible for keeper. He's got a considerable chunk of terrible keeper options. Yeah, honestly, this might be a team that you might want to throw in the towel on keeper. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe Golden Tate in the fourth round wouldn't be terrible. Dude, he's good. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not really keeping up at ADP right now because I'm just, you know, I'm trying to evaluate just on my own, not let people that are, you know, drafting way too early tell me where it should be. But I think Golden Tate in the fourth is like way too early. It's like maybe Robert Woods in the fifth. That, that's probably the only one I would look at if I was him. Now Woods is still on LA, <laughs> correct? He didn't move around in the off season. No, he's still uh, under McVay's system, so he should be a stud. Okay. Yeah, I'm just pulling up Fantasy Pros, just a random ADP. I don't know if this is standard or not. It doesn't matter. Uh, Golden Tate's looking about ninth pink in the 10th round. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, Robert, what do they have Robert Woods going? Uh, well, you got to give me a second to look that up. Let's see. Why are you looking at 44, so in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth round? Yeah. So I guess that's a one-round benefit. Is there anybody else on this team you'd even consider? No, not even close. I mean, I would consider drafting Carlos Hyde, Devin Funches, but at the back of the draft. Yeah, fifth round, seventh round for those guys. It's just not really worth it. Yeah, then- so if you if you want to keep her, I think it's I think it's Robert Woods. I mean, he's... He's the one A or B or C on that team since there's three number ones basically on that team. Um, you know, I think he'll return on the fifth round. Otherwise, Brian should just punt. You know, if Brian wanted to, I'd actually let him have two keepers as long as one of them was Aaron Rodgers on the third. I'd let him have two. <laughs> or let him have uh, Leonard Fournette in the first. <laughs> yeah, he can. You can have all. He can have three if he takes those guys. Uh, <laughs> all right. Enough about his team. Uh, let's see. Next up is going to be Nick with Freeze. This one's easy. So, so okay. I know. I think I know what you're going to go with, right? Uh, Juju in the fourth. Yeah, obviously. Okay. What do you, What do you think? What do you like about Juju? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> he he's going to have to prove himself, right? Because he's now in a system where he's the big dog. He's still got Big Ben and Big. I mean. It's tough because there's no Antonio Brown taking away coverage, right? There's no Le'Veon Brown, Le'Veon Bell. 
Um, so Juju's got to be the man, but I think he has a skill set and the drive and the ability to do so. Um, and as long as him and Big Ben can, you know, form somewhat of the bond that he had with AB, uh, I think sky's the limit for Juju. He honestly could be a like he's he, his range of outcomes are top five wide receiver, maybe even could be. I can see him being the number one wide receiver of the year. Also, he could end up being like a middling wide receiver three if he can't handle it himself. So I think fourth round's a good time to take that shot. So looking at the ADP again on Fantasy Pros, uh, this is not an advertisement for Fantasy Pros. They're just the first result on Google. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> just based on magnitude of difference between where they could take the player and their ADP. So right now Juju is sitting number 17 on ADP, so into the second round, right? So fourth round versus second round, you get a two-round advantage. Cooper Cup is actually sitting at 54 right now. So he's a fifth-round pick that Brian could take in the ninth. So sure. there's a lot less risk, I think, in the Cooper Cup decision. Or Sorry, Nick could take in the, in the ninth. A lot less risk. It just kind of hedges his receiver core without really sacrificing any of his early-round picks. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. But, I mean, uh, one, Cooper Cup's not back yet. Um, he's still injured, right? He's supposed to be okay. Uh, in the ninth round, that's a that's a good time to take that that chance. I agree with you, but the range of outcomes that you could have, though, Cooper Cup will never be the number one wide receiver in the league. Juju could be. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's a different player this year. Maybe he shot up some roids over the off season. Who knows? <laughs> but I I'm just being the devil's advocate. I think Juju is the right pick here. Uh, Cooper Cup's just an option. Somebody to think about. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. All right, Tim, uh, again, throw this out there. Have we talked about this yet? Are we allowing people to take first round back-to-back? So if you took the first round last year, could you take them again in the first round this year? No, you can't. Because I just say, if anybody deserves to keep Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> even though Tim dropped him off his team, I think Tim deserves one year with the man just for what he had to deal with last year. <laughs> I mean, we gave him ample opportunity to trade him away. He was too stubborn to do it, so it's not – I mean, at some point, you got to blame the man, too. <laughs> All right. So looking at Tim's keepers, what are you seeing? I mean... Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. This is our second Trash. out of the first three teams, and it's like, you know, I really don't want any of these guys. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, nothing. Abs- um, I mean, the only good player he has that he could keep is Sean Watson. That's still too early to draft him. So just so that all the listeners can hear, Tim's availables are Jordan Howard in the second, Demarius Thomas in the third, Alshon Jeffrey in the fourth, Deshaun Watson in the fifth, defense and kickers don't matter, and then Benjamin Watson in the 13th. Um, How did think, he keep ben, ben Watson on his team all year? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and how do you do that and not uh, lose the league? I don't know. <laughs> like Tim said, once it comes down to the end, you only got to win one. That's true. Um, I think I think Deshaun Watson would be if you're gonna go with the early quarterback, um, he's not a bad choice. He could be the number one quarterback this year. I, I could see that happening. But I'm just not an early round quarterback guy and fifth round is still too early for me for that. So do you wanna know where Deshaun Watson's ADP is right now? Probably fourth round. Number fifty. Okay, there you go. So Basically, he can get Deshaun Watson at a normal value, which isn't – I mean, nobody wants to – you want to get a deal with your keeper, right? 
So he get Deshaun Watson at current value, um, or he could, you know, if he wants Deshaun, sweet, keep him. But if not, you just kind of work your way from there. That's true. And then, yeah, I, I think everybody else on his roster has actually gone down in value from last year. Oh, way down. All right, yeah. so um, Tim. He's got Ryan. nobody. Sorry, guys. Up next is Scott. For Scott, we got he can take McCaffrey in the first round. He can take Evan Ingram in the fifth. Uh, Jarvis Landry, which I think might be a great pick in the seventh. Drew Brees in the eighth. Or Matt Briata rhymes with Chiata in the 14th. Yeah. Um, what's Jarvis's ADP right now? Uh, I don't know. You think about that. I, I gave you that perfect shot to just make fun of my Matt Briata, but apparently you don't care anymore. I mean, if Rita... He drafted Breida and kept him all year long through all the injuries. That's impressive. So uh, Landry's actually a sixth-round pick still. So it's not – I mean, it's one round yeah. ahead, but yeah. – Yeah, I think, honestly, for Scott, what it's going to come down to is where he drafts. Um, because – and I did this with Shady a couple years ago, back when Shady was good. Remember that? Um if he's like, let's say, the 10th pick, and he keeps Christian McCaffrey in the first round, he's still getting Christian McCaffrey at value because he's going to be a top-five pick guy. So I think if I'm Scott and I'm, at, I'm in the back of the draft, I just lock up Christian McCaffrey and take that as still a good value as opposed to anything else he could do. Um, unless, I mean, I would I want to take a shot at Matt Breed at the end of the draft, so he could just be like, well, you know what, I'm just going to keep Breed in the 14th and know that I took my shot already. I don't know. Other than that, I don't see any good keepers for him. So just to give you some ideas, some ADP numbers, McCaffrey right now is number three for ADP. So, yeah, McCaffrey is a great value pick, especially with those kind of elite running back tier. Those top three spots are very sought after. So if he can kind of position himself in the back of the draft, he'd be in good shape there. And then uh, Briada is actually round 15 is his current value. He's 149. So he's expected to go as like a flyer again this year. So honestly, Scott could just keep him, uh, just wait to keep take him in the 15th, and he'll probably, he might have a shot at him in the 14th or 15th round. Yeah, I mean, he might. Um, I'll probably take him in the 14th, but <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I th- honestly think that's the only place he's got. There's not a lot of uh, keeper options going on this year. It's kind of interesting. It, it really is, because we've had a lot of great keepers. I mean, a lot of people that we thought were great keepers. They haven't always been. Leonard Fournette we thought was going to be a monster last year. He had a good year, but it just wasn't It wasn't the level we thought. I mean, because well, he didn't play half the year because he was getting suspended and hurt all the time. Yeah, I know. I mean, but that's the risk you take with a running back. I guess that's just what the problem is. No. I thought Jarvis was a great keeper for Scott last year, but this year I don't think he's a great keeper to continue. And then, I mean, Travis, so he's up next. Let's go ahead and talk about him. Does he just carry the Tom Brady keeper forward? Who knows? No uh, way. So no Tra- way. Travis could keep Dalvin Cook in the first. Travis Kelsey in the second. And again, this year is going to be brutal for tight ends. So somebody to think about. Uh, Tom Brady in the sixth. Tariq Cohen in the seventh. Big Ben in the tenth. Isaiah Crowell in the eleventh. And Kenny Dalvin <laughs> in the thirteenth. Yeah, so for me, it comes down to three choices for Travis. Um, Kelsey in the second stands out to me. Uh, especially like, let's say he has an, an early pick, like he's like in the top 
five, like the top half of the draft. So late second round would be pretty good value on Travis Kelsey. Um, he's basically become the new Gronk pick, right? Um, and then Tarek Cohen in the, what is that, the sixth? Yeah, seventh round. Tarek Cohen in the seventh round is huge value. Um, you know, between him and Dave Montgomery over there at Chicago, I, I, he has standalone value no matter what. Uh, especially in Nagy's system, I think that, that that would be great value. And then Kenny Galladay, like everyone's kind of forgetting about Detroit and how smooth Kenny Galladay is. Um, you know, I know that they're going to, he may not be the number one, they're fighting for it again, but gunslinger Matt Stafford's back is not broken anymore. So I think Kenny Galladay could return a lot for the 13th round. So let me throw out some numbers here. Uh, Travis Kelsey, ADP of 16. So depending on where he's at, Kelsey is really just at value, right, in the second round. Mm-hmm. Tariq Cohen, ADP of 62. So, again, a one round ahead of at value, Kenny Galladay, ADP number 46 overall. Yeah, I think, like I said, I like, we don't, we don't, he's, he's the more unsure of the three choices, but the value he's getting is pretty great. I don't even know if he's unsure because he had, what, 1,000 yards last season and eight touchdowns? I don't really know what he ended up with. I just remember he started off hot, and then the Lions kind of imploded. But he's good. So let's see. He averaged last year 70 yards per game and .3 touchdowns. So nine points a game. In a uh, PPR? Yeah. And and the thing is, like, you know, who knows what they're going to do. I know that Matt Patricia wants to run the ball more. Is Matt Stafford's back better? Is Kenny Galladay going to be the number one? These are all questions, but that, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. But in the 13th round, taking taking the shot Kenny Galladay, I think it's a good call. Um, but in his current ADP, there's no chance I'm drafting him. Okay. So finally, let's move on to Allen, somebody whose team is just stacked. I don't have any idea how he's going to make this choice. I think there are some easier choices. There's definitely probably like two that are in the same same level of goodness. Uh, but we got Tyreek Hill, Joe Mixon, excuse me, Tyreek Hill in the first, Joe Mixon in the second, Amari Cooper in the third, Mark Ingram in the fifth, Trey Burton in the seventh, Patrick Mahomes in the eighth. Julian Edelman in the ninth, and then a kicker, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> Gino, if you were drafted today, which one of these guys you take? Which one would I take, or which one do I think he's going to take? Which one would you take, and then we can all just put Patrick Mahomes on his team later? Okay. Um, I, it's going to depend, again, in draft position for me. Um, if I have one of the first picks and I take, you know, Saquon Barkley or something like that, and then I can secure Joe Mixon, and that's my backfield. Um, I might go with that. Uh, Amari Cooper in the third is pretty good value, uh, but he scares the shit out of me. Uh, I I think, honestly, Julian Edelman is probably going to be the one that people look over the most, but Julian Edelman in the, what is that, ninth round? I think that would be my keeper because there's a world where he's a top 10 wide receiver because he's done it every time he's been healthy or not suspended. And you know he's going to be, you know, peppered with targets by Tom Brady every game. 
So Julian Edelman right now, ADP is 40th. So he should be, what is that, last pick of the fourth round? No, yes, yeah. first pick of the fourth round. Fourth round. Yes. But, I mean, Edelman's not nearly as sexy as Mahomes. And Mahomes is should be the first pick of the third round. He's 21 ADP. So I don't know if you can look around Mahomes. I mean, I, and I, you, you know he's going to pick Mahomes. Um, it's just, you know, the scarcity of positions for me when it comes down to it. There's regression coming for sure. He's not going to go back-to-back 50 touchdowns. Like, But even if he goes down to 45, 40, he could still end up being, you know, the number one top five for sure quarterbacks. But is it going to make that big a difference? Probably not. Um, the fact that Tyreek Hill does get to play is, you know, beyond me. But still, uh, that still that does help Mahomes for sure. Like I said, if it was me, I'd pick Edelman. I think he's going to go with Mahomes for sure. Yeah, I, that's what I think too. Uh, let's talk about Eric. So Eric's got T.Y. in the second. Kirk Cousins is dead still, right? Chris Carson in the ninth. Oh, no. Eric's got James Carter in the 11th or Eckler in the 13th. Um, Cousins is dead, right? He's like got crushed last year. No, he's fine. Why did I think Kirk Cousins? No, you know who I'm thinking about? Alex Smith. Yeah, I'm thinking about Alex Smith and that knee that just doesn't... Oh, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, you know, average-sized white guys, same thing. Okay, so if you're Eric, do you take Connor or Eckler? Connor. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think Connor's the first-round pick by everybody's ADP. Yeah, number two. yeah, I mean, I, w- I would, I wouldn't consider him a first round pick, but the value he's getting there is awesome. Um, and then Eckler, even even if Melvin Gordon's not playing, I would not take Eckler. Even if Melvin Gordon's not playing, you would not take Eckler. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, he's yeah. really he's a low end running back two, maybe a high end running back three. Well, what I'm saying is like he he won't take over the bell cow rule that. Melvin Gordon has, right? Justin Jackson will get in there and they'll share stuff. And Eckler might put up great numbers, but he's still not going to be, he, he has no chance of being, you know, a top five running back, which is what you're hoping for in this kind of scenario, right? With James Conner. So just take him. Yeah. Easy, easy kill shot there. I mean, Conner is just, oh my God, I'm really actually jealous of that one. Eric, <laughs> James Conner, arguable first round pick. Is there anybody else to even talk about here? I mean, he's got some good choices. If he didn't, if that didn't exist, Eckler would be a good choice. Chris Carson would be wouldn't be a bad choice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's for sure James Conner. Don't even have to try. It's dirty. It's dirty, I tell you. All right. Up next is Camaro. Whoop you. <laughs> <laughs> so he could take New Hopkins in the first, Mike Evans in the second, Larry Fitz in the third, Matt Stafford in the ninth. Duke Johnson Jr. in the 13th. Uh, maybe Chicago in the 14th is probably what I would go with if I was him. I mean, Mike no, Evans in the second. You're full of crap, Gino. You have not drafted a defensive <laughs> kicker for years. So don't tell me, oh, maybe I'd take that Chicago D. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have had him in the first place, so it's not like I'd have the choice for this, but... I mean, the 14th round, if you're going to lock up the best defense, that's not a terrible idea, I guess. 
I mean, Mike Evans in the second, I guess, would be the other option, but you could probably get him in the second, third round pick anyway, so. So who'd you say he was going to take? I don't know who he's going to take. I mean, maybe D-Hop and guarantee him in the first if you're in the if you're in the back of the draft, like if you're the 10th pick, but or Mike Evans. Those those are really the two only options he's got. So Mike Evans' ADP is a third rounder, so you really don't get any benefit by taking him early. Nuke ADP is number six. Yeah. So, again, that's at value, so there's really no benefit of taking him as a keeper and just leave your first-round option open to see what falls to you, depending on where you're at in the draft. Yeah, but, I mean, I also value him as the number one wide receiver in the league. So, if I was, like, the 10th pick, I could guarantee lock him up. Yeah, I might, I might go with that. Okay. And I would say, is there any any reason to take a flyer on Duke Johnson? But he's the backup at Cleveland, right? He's not even the main guy. Oh, uh, there's yeah, he's not. I mean, and don't forget, Kareem Hunt's going to come back halfway through the season. Duke oh asked, yeah. He, Duke asked for uh, a trade. They wouldn't give it to him. Well, that's what you get for not being good. <laughs> All right, Gino. This is going to be the easiest one for you of the day. We got keep calm and carry on. You can take Keenan Allen in the first, carry on Johnson in the fifth, Diggs in the sixth, Telvin Coleman in the seventh, Sony Michelle in the eighth, or John Kelly in the fourteenth. Yeah, I don't know who Telvin Coleman is, but it's Tevin Coleman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when the when the season ended last year, I I was like. Oh, this is going to be the easiest thing in the world, Sony Michelle. Do you remember how great he was in the playoffs? <clears throat> and now it's like, man, his knee keeps bothering him. They went and drafted Harris, who is basically replacement Sony Michelle. And I'm like, I don't know. If... So I, I honestly haven't made a decision yet in my mind. Carry um, on Johnson is leading the way for me, but he's getting closer to his ADP <clears throat> based on where I would take him. Diggs so, is probably the right call again. Carryon's ADP is number 36, so there's some value there for you. Sony Michelle is number 47. So again, there's value in these picks, whether or not it's as much as you're, you know, hoping to get. Yeah, I don't know if I believe in Sony Michelle's ability to be the lead back and really return on the keeper, but Diggs is number 39. So you have about equal value from all those guys. Technically, if you're just going from magnitude of round to round, Sony Michelle has the most rounds between where you can get him and where he's going to go. But honestly, I think, especially in the early rounds, both Diggs and Carrion are solid picks. Like They're going to perform for your team, and you're going to be able to use them week to week and not really worry about their health. Yeah, absolutely. And then with the reports coming out of uh, San Francisco more and more that Tevin Coleman's going to be the lead back and a Kyle Shanahan ran offense, I'm like, dang it. Now maybe that's a good idea, but I think I think uh, I don't know. It's gonna be tough. I, honestly, I think Steph Diggs is probably the safe call, but I don't know if that's a call I'm gonna make. <laughs> Who has ever known you to make the safe call? But Sony Michelle's value is the best one, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, again, just pure magnitude of how far away from his ADP you can get him. Yeah, but yeah, I think. The, the curve of quality of players is not linear, so it's not just distance away. I think it's uh, um, almost exponential. So it starts off, and the value between the first few players, like say your top three picks, 
and seven or uh, sorry, four through ten, that's a, actually a pretty big drop off. And then after about the third round, I think there's another pretty big cliff. It falls off. So it's not completely linear. And I, obviously they're different positions. So it kind of if only you could make this choice after you've drafted a few rounds to kind of see <laughs> where you're <still> going. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Like you draft the first three rounds because none of those guys are going in the first three probably. And then you can be like, okay, I will take uh, – oh, I got a lot of receivers. I'm just going to go ahead and take one of the running backs. So I got a lot of <laughs> running backs. I'm going to go ahead and take digs. Yeah, that would be cool. All but right, now I finally, finally, the dark horse candidate of the year. Sad feelings. Dave Daly's team. I can take Julio in the first. I can take Shady in the second. I can take Thielen in the third. Or I can take Calvin Ridley in the 14th. What's Thielen's ADP? Thielen's 27, so it's value. Third round is a value pick. That That's actual value. I mean, the only other option that you have is, let's say, again, you have, like, the number 10 pick and you want to rack up Julio, but he's going in the second round a lot, too. So, he's yeah, 11. it's obviously... His ADP, I'm trying. Both, I'm trying. Both, it's, yeah. it's Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Ridley. Uh, Ridley's the obvious choice. Thielen and Julio aren't bad picks. Like, if I take them, because I, I enjoy having them both on my team, so that's fun. But there's just no value in it. It's just, I would take them being a fanboy. So, it's Calvin Ridley. God, if Calvin Ridley can have another season like last season, I, I'm i going to I'm going for the playoffs this year. I'm going to win it all. So, are you going to draft Julio again, so you have them both again and stack them? So, <laughs> it depends where I draft at. If I'm drafting <laughs> in... Probably nine or ten. I bet you Julio's there when I come back around second round. And the question is, what other players are sitting there, right? Yeah. And what'd you do in the first round? Yeah. Did I <clears throat> a wide receiver? Did maybe I'm in like fifth or sixth, and I took New Hopkins as long as Brand doesn't keep him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just gonna matter a lot. And then, oh man, you know what the worst case scenario would be? Say I'm nine or ten. I draft whoever, who cares in the first round. And Zeke is still there because his contract holdout is just really shady and nobody knows it's going to happen. I would not be able to pass him up in the second round. All right. Well, let's just go into talking about that because, um, you know, that's that's an issue that we should talk about and what we should do in our drafts about contract it, holdout, contract issues. So big stories we got are what? Zeke, Melvin Gordon, uh, Michael Thomas. Oh, I thought Michael cleaned that up. And then, I mean, uh, technically, Julio is a contract issue, but he showed up to training camp saying that he yeah. believes the Falcons will get his deal done. Yeah, I mean, he be- he he has a lot of faith in, in rich, aristocratic people. So, I mean, hopefully it doesn't hurt him. But, yeah, um, I, don't th- I don't think Zeke's going to be an issue, honestly, because Zeke's still got two years. So as long as he shows up by August 6th, which he should, because he loses a year of eligibility if he doesn't. Um, from so my explain, understanding. Explain explain what you're saying to me, because explain to me like a five me like I'm a five year old for our <laughs> listeners' benefit, you know. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Hashtag right. asking for a friend. Hashtag. All right. So again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not up on contract things. Um, but the difference between Melvin Gordon and Zeke, let's just say where Melvin Gordon 
wants to get his deal done and he's willing to hold out so he could become a free agent. Zeke can't do that because he's got an extra year on his contract still. So he would lose that year of eligibility if he doesn't show up. Does that make sense? Okay. So it doesn't help Zeke to not show up. And you're talking about his rookie three-year contract? It's like a five-year contract, whatever it is, yeah. Well, it's three years, and then they have, like, options on it, right? If, if you're uh, – I'm trying to remember how it was. If you're a first-rounder, I think it's four with an option for five. Something like and, that. And the Cowboys have already activated that fifth-year option. Yes. So oh. so he's got two years left on his contract, basically, is, is what, what matters. And if he doesn't show up for this year, he loses a year of eligibility for free agency. So it just puts him back in the same scenario again next year. Okay. Where Melvin Gordon could actually hold out. And, and basically do love Bell. Okay. So what do you think is going to happen? I think Zeke's going to show up by August 6th, and this won't even be an issue. Okay. The Melvin Gordon one, though, is crazy. Well, I mean, okay, so let's talk about Melvin Gordon then. So you think Zeke's going to show up. What do you think is going to happen with Melvin Gordon? I Honestly, I think he's going to show up. I think they're going to work some type of deal. But the problem is, it's it, if it was a different franchise, he might have had his deal already. But the L.A. Chargers, almost at San Diego, can't even sell out their small stadium right now. So the money's just not there. It's it's I don't think it's like a thing of like they don't want to pay him. It's like they almost can't at this point. Are they considered a small market team? They're L.A. How are they not filling out their stadium? Because people in L.A. have other things to do where the people in the Midwest only have football. (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) I live in the Midwest and I don't watch football. So, huh. I mean, and. No, and once they get, like, their new stadium and stuff, like, people will be, you know, like, right now it's just, like, a transition phase type thing. But bottom line is they don't have a lot of money coming in because even if they could sell out their tiny stadium, they have a tiny stadium. So tiny amounts of money compared to everyone else coming in as well. Okay. So those are the big contract holdouts. Is there anything else you want to talk about with those guys? Uh, Just, like, you know, what – what would you do? Because Melvin Gordon is a top six pick, let's call it. Okay. Right? What are you going to do come draft if he's not there? Like, And we already have the wake of Love Bell that happened. I think because of what happened with Love Bell last year, I think he's going to lose some ADP. Because I know Timmy uh, auto-drafted him like a champ last year. <laughs> but we saw, we saw him slipping... And I think it's just going to slip even more this year because we've seen that running backs are now willing to hold out. And honestly, I think the Lev Bell choice to hold out as long as he did was very beneficial for Lev Bell. The NFL may not like it. Obviously, Pittsburgh didn't like it. Well, they had Connor, so they were okay. It's not going to be the favorite pick of like the league execs. But I think for Lev Bell and the, from a viewpoint of a player, it made a lot of sense and he got what he wanted. And it's good for Melvin Gordon for this year, too, because he's already got the blueprint in front of him. So he's like, screw it. I could, I'll just do this, too. You know? Yeah. So I, I think if he's when we go to draft at the end of this month, which thank God we do a late draft, 
if his contract's not locked down or we're not hearing reports that it's, you know, going to be closed slash he's reported to practice, then no, I don't know what value I give him. I don't know if he's a second round. Let's hope for the best. He's a third round. I don't think he'll make it to the third round in our draft. The question is who's going to risk the second round on him. Yeah. I think because I'm very high on Melvin Gordon. I think that uh, you're going to take a second round flyer out if he's not if he hasn't showed up, aren't you? Well, I don't know if I can do it in the second, but if he's there in the third, there's no chance I wouldn't pass it up. What if you got the first overall pick? Would you do it in the second? I mean, it doesn't really no. matter. It's, it's the same. I would still do it. I would do it in the third for keepers. What if you got, <laughs> what if you got the second overall pick? Would you do it in the second? Uh, it uh, probably. Because yeah. then I, I've probably already locked up Zeke or Saquon, right? Oh, man. You're just locking up all the contract problems. <laughs> so you lock up Zeke in the first, and then that actually doesn't work out for you. Lock up Melvin in the second, and then you roll into the championship on just backup trash players that somehow work out for you. Yeah, it'll be perfect. Because I kept Steph Diggs. <laughs> and that's why we need a limit of moves, guys. Stop it. You don't actually believe that. Get out of here. I don't believe that. All right. All right. Well, Cody, yeah. uh, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the season. I can't wait to play again. I need to get this damn shirt off me. Going for the three-peat. Going for the three-peat. Catherine's <laughs> collecting my shirts to make a quilt, so I will need a new shirt next year if uh, I lose again. Just throwing that out there so everybody's aware. <laughs> Man, what colors are going to be next year? Who I don't know. I think, so I'm probably saying too much. Last year's pink shirt was a little more embarrassing. This black shirt, I actually feel like I've literally had people walk up to me and just say, oh, I love unicorns too. So like they don't even <laughs> read it because it's that normal of a shirt. So I think next year it needs to be um, like a bright green or a bright red, like something that really gets your attention. And then you yeah. see I suck at fantasy football. Ooh. And honestly, I would almost... Like, get rid of the unicorn and just make big words. I suck at fantasy football. Just straight down the chest on both sides, front and back. That way it's very clear to everyone. Like, the most obnoxious yeah. shirt. I mean, I think we should maybe throw in, like, some other random punishment, too, to go along. Like, well, you I have to go on a, with, like, an inflatable blow-up doll. And, like, buy two meals and it has to be a fancy dinner and it has to be recorded? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was supposed to, and I have the hat, I was supposed to be the beer bitch at the fantasy draft, but it That's sounds true. like everybody's already bitched out of that. Yeah, I mean, it didn't even really, like, become a thing. Yeah, it was like it was like a failure to launch. We talked about it. Everybody except for Alan was excited about it. And now it's just like, okay, nobody's doing it. And then, I mean, by this point, I've already made plans of Memorial Day, so I'm not available either. So I'm not even sure. Well, I don't see why May has anything to do with your plans. Labor Day, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Labor Day, there you go. All right, man. Well... I think we've run out of things to talk about for this podcast. That's, That's not true. Warm up. We could always talk about more. But, 
Kodiaks, we'll leave you with that. Uh, I love you guys. I can't wait for another season. Yeah. Hey, um, get your games together. Let's make it. Let's make it fun. Don't suck this time, Dave. <laughs> I make no promises. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Intro music is Happy Whistle by Scott Holmes. I mean, if you're me, what do you do? What do I do? I'd probably take carry on. Yeah. God, I really I just believe be, in him. So the problem with Steph Diggs is last year I remember – I mean, I had Thielen, so sorry about that. But I remember just the inconsistency we saw out of Diggs because Thielen was doing so well. Where I get it, carry on is fighting – uh, Kenny Galladay for catches, but I just I think the wide receivers on Detroit are gonna stay busy. I think he's gonna be more consistent for you than Diggs, and they both have about the same value as far as where you're taking them in the draft. I got real confused there. You know, Kayon's a running back, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought he was a wide receiver. <laughs> All right, well, that's that's definitely getting cut. <laughs> that is not going in the podcast. <laughs>